This is the Troll Patrol, live with Justin Freakin. I was over here enjoying that fantastic string arrangement during the countdown. <laughs> it cracks me up. This is such a wholesome Merry Christmas countdown. <laughs> Even Smokey's got the little Santa hat on. I fucking love it. I'm going to miss it next week when it's not Christmas time anymore. And I go back to the funky, I don't even, I don't even know what to chill way fucking music. Oh, welcome to the Troll Patrol live. It's a freaking, what the fuck day is it? I don't even know. What? Wednesday. Wednesday, December the 22nd. You only got a couple more of those little advent fucking... Are they doors, windows, little pool tabs? I don't even fucking know what... I never had an advent calendar. <laughs> my my Christmas celebration consists of watching old uh, TV sitcom Christmas specials. Adult cartoon, very big on the Bob's Burgers, the South Parks, that kind of thing. I'll probably watch one of the two major motion pictures that I have in 4K for Christmas. I have Citizen Kane and I have It's a Wonderful Life. Have I seen either of them? I've I've fallen asleep during both of them on Christmas before. I'm going to attempt. And like Citizen Kane, I made it like five fucking minutes into that movie. It was like after Christmas dinner one year and I'm just like on the couch... I might attempt it again this year, but then again, I'll be at Sparkles on Christmas Day. If she is well enough to be able to cook, duck. Her mother has already canceled. I've got so many friends with the COVID right now. What a fucking wild time it is as we're coming up right here on the holidays. Holy shit. I don't think Sparkle's mom has a COVID because she had COVID like a month ago or something. She's dealing with the long COVID symptoms like a bronchitis of some sort of fucking respiratory infection that she can't fucking shake. Who knows? Who knows? I got my I got my Christmas bandana on though. That's that's what's up. One of my mini Christmas bandanas. Meme of the day today, Joe Manchin. Is this drug money? Tax relief for parents. What are we talking about tonight? Goddamn, I've got this. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, today they opened the time capsule that they removed from the Robert E. Lee statue in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Or Charlottesville. I don't. I don't remember which city it was in. So I actually, I'm, I'm excited to see what is in that time capsule that was in the base of the General Robert E. Lee statue. I don't know exactly how long it's been up, but it'd be around a hundred years. So that's pretty fucking cool. You might not have a chat on Friday to be able to talk to Sparkles. Just saying. 
Who knows? Who knows what she's going to have me do about the chat? She says you guys are timed out. So who kn- who knows what is going to happen with that? All right. So Elon Musk is apparently has been interviewed by the Babylon Bee. I didn't know they'd already released the interview. I had the trailer. We sure as fuck are not watching. How did, why does it start with VeggieTales? How in the fuck? What? Oh, no, no, no. Don't. Don't be like that. Just, she's, she's still a little salty about last week. That's all. She felt, she felt like somebody was trying to play a prank on her and she didn't, she didn't like it. Trying to fuck with her. Her job is to fuck with other people. You can troll me all day long, but like, you know, Sparkles is, she's, she's not in the firing line. That's why she's on a separate show. Don't come on the troll patrol. (laughs) I, I'm still laughing about it. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I'll talk to her. I, <laughs> I've got ideas about how we'll handle chat on Friday. <laughs> but I, I, obviously I have to do what she wants. I have to I have to make sure that my co-host is happy. My, my apologies. I don't want you to be punished. Oh, I'm the chat will still be there. I'm not I'm not like turning chat off. It's it's more complicated than what it's worth. It's 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 not even is not even worth it. I've got I've got more fun things to get down on than that. <laughs> Emote only mode. That might work. That might work. I mean, I can't explain. I feel like I could do it rather concisely, but like we've got, we've got, I have a woman here that went to a school board meeting upset about the kind of books that apparently were in the library or that the AP class had been reading. And she wrote a little poem, and it's in the in the uh, vein of Dr. Seuss. So you guys can't tell me that you don't want to hear about that. You don't want to see that video. Apparently there was this epic rant about military wokeism at the TPUSA conference. I don't know if it's still going on, that stupid thing that was happening. Brett Baer defended Fox News from criticism. We're going to watch that. We're going to get some Tucky Boy tonight. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, Rittenhouse had a Fox News interview. Oh, okay, okay. So, in the vein of this whole military wokeism thing, there are three generals, retired generals, that sent forward to write an op-ed, I believe it was in the Washington Post, 
One of those generals went on CNN. They are talking about how the military needs to cleanse the fascist elements within it. Listen to him. Uh, The January 6th committee is asking to interview Representative Jim Jordan. Since Jim Jordan helped cover up uh, sexual assault at Ohio State University, I'm going to assume he isn't going to cooperate with the January 6th panel. Trump is planning on holding an event on this coming January 6th. What, just... 15 days away now. Shit. We're going to talk about the Chilean election. Leftist. A leftist has been elected in Chile, and apparently it wasn't even close. The Biden administration has decided they are going to extend the pause on student loan payments for at least a short period of time. Amazon workers in Illinois have walked off the job. We're going to talk about the concessions won from the workers that are now previously striking at the Kellogg factory. They've come to a tentative agreement. A little rant from Tucker Carlson about how Joe Biden isn't going to be able to stop Christmas. Oh, oh, speaking of Jimmy Pesto, I think it's on my phone. That Maybe that should have been my meme. It didn't get any fucking love on my meme page on Facebook. Maybe this should have been my meme of the day today. Fucking Jimmy Pesto. Here's your good Jimmy Pesto meme. We're going to talk about supply lines. Joe Biden gave a a speech, a presser, something this afternoon. He puts the pest in Pesto. I forget what the actor's name is. He wasn't big enough to know his name. Sam Cedar, like, is is apparently, like, uh, associated, like, had, had been a colleague of his at one point in time. There's a whole majority report clip on it when they found out that he was involved in the Capitol. Now, one of the... So, let's start off tonight with the... Big story, you know, like fucking everybody got the COVID. Except, apparently I was wrong. Joe Biden tested negative for COVID today. I had speculated that Jen Psaki being coy yesterday during the press conference and Biden coughing repeatedly was a sign that Biden had come down with the COVID, but apparently tested negative. This is Fauci earlier today. The questions that Dr. Walensky and I and Dr. Murthy and others get asked very frequently is that right now, as we get to the Christmas holiday and the New Year's, would it be safe for individuals who are vaccinated, who are boosted to get together with family in the setting of the home? The answer to that is yes. 
An extra level of protection would be the testing that Dr. Walensky measured. But I want to make sure this is not confused with going to a large gathering. And there are many of these parties that have 30, 40, 50 people in which you do. Oh, yes, we are. Vaccination status of individuals. Those are the kind of functions in the context of COVID and particularly in the context of Omicron that you do not want to go to. So to the extent possible, we urge you to stay away from those situations that could put you at a higher risk. Apparently, multiple office parties have already been designated super spreader events. The the fucking New York Jets. I don't even know. I I, I meant to put I meant to look it up. Are they even going to be able to play this weekend? Jets head coach Robert Sella tests positive for COVID-19. Jets dealing with a major COVID-19 outbreak. What's the what's the actual what's the actual number though, kiddos? 15 players, 15 players and the head coach, 15 players on the Jets are out. That's why are they even going to be able to play games this weekend? What the fuck is going on? But still we're not responding the way we should be. Europe on the other hand is tightening restrictions. Sorry warlord, but also good, good on them for actually acting on it. Europe tightens COVID restrictions as Omicron spreads. Tighter COVID-19 restrictions are returning in countries across Europe as case counts rise from the quickly spreading and highly transmissible Omicron variant. Two different reports have come out. One says it is no less virulent than Delta. Another report says it is somewhere between 10 to 50% of the virulence of Delta. One came out yesterday, one came out today. So we're looking that it could possibly be as virulent as Delta. Hopefully it is less virulent. And this could actually be a really good thing. If it is significantly less virulent, we're all going to pass it around and develop immunity and this is going to, to help along it becoming endemic. Unfortunately, there's still going to be a percentage of people that will die because of this. Hans Klug, the World Health Organization's Europe chief, said Tuesday that the government should prepare for a significant surge in COVID-19 cases as Germany and Portugal become the latest countries to announce new measures. The problem is with our hospitals and our fucking healthcare workers that are already worked to the bone. These motherfuckers that don't want to go and get vaccinated are just clogging the system. I know all about you, like... You don't want to shame them, but also, like, they are indeed the bulk of the deaths. Yes, it's something like 73% of all new cases are Omicron. I have not read that story about Trevor Noah. I saw it. He claimed that he was paralyzed, like, but hasn't he been doing a show? Has he been sitting the entire time? Because, like, I've watched clips of the Daily Show since then.
And I don't I don't think that has anything to do with COVID, does it? Once again, like I usually read shit with you guys, so I'll save stories like this. Oh wow. I hate that for him. I really like Trevor Noah. He's getting ready to go out on tour. Apparently. So maybe maybe he'll sit during the during the tour as well. Several European countries announced plans to impose further pandemic measures after Christmas, but Sweden will, from Wednesday, require bars and restaurants to only serve seated guests in Finland's bars and restaurants will shut at the earlier time of 10 p.m. from Christmas Eve, per the BBC. Germany, from December 28th, will limit private gatherings to 10 people, shut nightclubs, and require soccer matches to be played behind closed doors. Portugal will, from December the 26th to at least January the 9th, require bars and nightclubs to remain closed, and the country will limit outdoor gatherings to 10 people per group on New New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. A a fight between Noah and Madison Cawthorn. Unfortunately, I'd be afraid that Cawthorn would sneak a knife in like he's done at so many different school board meetings, and I would worry for Trevor's health. Willie boy! There are several cancellations in New York. Apparently, one of the major Fox stations in New York will not be moving ahead with their New Year's New Year's Eve plans. Here's Joe Rogan, who has an interesting take about masks, which we know to slow the spread like a magic bullet. Especially people who are wearing surgical or N95 masks. But if everybody wears a mask significantly slows the spread. We've seen the data comparing schools with masks, without masks. But here's what Joe Rogan had to say about wearing a mask. Here's a, this is almost crazier. Styrofoam cup takes 50 years to biodegrade. How long do you think a mask takes? 150. 450. Oh, oh my God. It's messed up to think that. <sighs> masks are like the... Democrats MAGA hat. All right, here's a. Masks are like the Democrats MAGA hat. As if the MAGA hat is a medical device that can slow the spread of a respiratory illness. I know, like, I've always liked Joe Rogan. It is sad to see him like this. It is sad to see him in such a fucking bubble. That was a horrible fucking take. But you know, like, the right wing, I probably found this on, yeah, 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 yeah. This was shared out by the Young Americans for Liberty. Because they're like, oh, yeah, Joe Rogan, tell them, woohoo. Right wingers are morons. So, here we're going to talk about the whole Jesse Waters thing. But first, let's let's check in with... Oh, I think we all have to acknowledge... The 
groove from the five this morning. Do you notice something about the crew from the five? College here, we're in boxes. We don't want to be in boxes. We hate being in boxes. We resisted being in boxes. We were told to be in a box out of abundance of caution just to get us through the holidays. And hopefully we'll be back to normal table situation when we we know the vaccine protocol in fogs we know that all their employees wear masks we know this for a fact that they are incredibly strict about it and these motherfuckers have the audacity to go on air like we didn't want to be in the box you're making us be in the box we return from said holiday greg gutfeld it's great to see you your thoughts on the covid developments Yes, I find it heartbreaking that I can't be close to Harold. That we're <laughs> this, this love in the time of pandemic is destroying us. There he is. Okay, when Gutfeld said that, look at the look on this dude's face. What's up with that? Is is that Harold? I assume by process of elimination, these these two young ladies are not named Harold, and we know this is Jesse Waters, so. I'm assuming this is Harold, and he looks incredibly um, aroused that Gutfeld wanted to be in the studio next to him. There he is, so far away, yet I can see him. I can almost touch him, (laughs) but I won't. He's so sad, he can't touch his co-worker. But now, what was referenced earlier was the whole incident that happened at the TPUSA event. Jesse Waters. This is like, this has been, it's... (laughs) So, producer Dave and I watched some of this... We, producer Dave and I watched some of this TPUSA ship on Monday night during Meltdown Monday. And it's so fucking fascist. And look at it like, as somebody who has been, like, you know, stage design for conferences and shit, they spent a lot of fucking money. Holy f- That is... That is at least a, a quarter of a million dollars. Easily. That they, that they have spent... Well, greetings, Algeria. Call me Big Doug. Hell yeah, Big Doug. I like that nickname. I'm Big Doug from now on. Fuck Justin freaking. We're Big Doug. Here on the... Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live with Big Fucking Doug. Honestly, that was... uh, Was that uh, CPAC? Where they had the... It wasn't. It wasn't a uh, swastika. It was a like a uh, um, a Nazi rune. It was like an old fucking rune that the Nazis had adopted. Fucking wild. But somebody spent a fucking shit ton of money on this whole production to let Jesse Waters get up and make terroristic threats. Now the right says. We're taking it out of context that he did not threaten to kill Fauci or tell people to kill Fauci. I haven't actually heard it yet, so we'll make our own uh, minds up here, won't we? Guns 
Because he's been able to dodge and weave on the ABC and NBC. No one's ever hit him in the face like this. Not even Rand Paul has been able to get in his face and point with the grant in his face. So then he's in trouble. Now you go in for the kill shot. The kill shot with an ambush, deadly. Because he doesn't see it coming. This is when you say, Dr. Fauci, you funded risky research at a sloppy Chinese lab, the same lab that sprung this pandemic on the world. You know why people don't trust you, don't you? Boom! He is dead! He is dead! Okay, he is speaking metaphorically, but fuck, why would you use that language? Now, how, you do that 30 seconds. That's all you need. 30 seconds. Now, you get that footage to us, you get it to Fox. It's always the fucking language they use. You get it to Daily Caller, you get it through the Turning Point pipeline. The pipeline! He's literally saying it right there. Like, you get it through one of the organizations and all the rest of them will amplify it so that you dominate on social media. As they are bankrolled by rich motherfuckers. Imagine Tucker Carlson teases out of the A block, coming up. Brave college student confronts Lord Fauci at dinner. Exclusive footage right back. Is he? Was he being fucking metaphorical? Because it did sound like, you know, we're having a debate, but now he's like calling on citizens to go and confront him at dinner with a kill shot? What the fuck? What a slimy piece of shit. Okay, in, in broadcasting, like, A Block will be like the, you'll have the open of the show and you'll have the, the opening graphics package. A block would be like what I do when I hit the the secondary music. And I go and I've got the I've got the meme up. It's the A block of the show, and that's where I fucking talk to you guys about what's coming up and blah 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 blah. That's my A block. Like B block would be coming back from your first commercial break. And then you, there's usually a C block, and then you have like an outro. Because they run like four minutes of commercials at the end. My last broadcasting job was at a, a terrestrial TV station. About four minutes of commercials at the end, but you'll have the anchors come in with like a fucking 20 second goodbye. Or however, like. You've got padding at the end. So maybe maybe we went short, so then the anchors have a minute to talk about whatever the fuck. Maybe we went really short, and they can have what they call a kicker. You know how I play an animal video at the end. They'll play, you know, some stupid... Why am I getting, why am I getting into the, the broadcasting shit? Let me tell you, I had an idea for a show. I really want to be like the Gordon Ramsay of TV stations like you take or, and radio stations. You take me to this broadcast outlet and let me just go in and t- call everybody dumb fucks. Tell them, like, what all they're doing wrong. Be fantastic, like, fucking Hell's TV station or whatever the fuck. Oh, I'm sorry. TV station nightmares. 
I would watch it. Fauci went on CNN to say that Fox should do the right thing and fucking fire Jesse Waters, but Fox is sticking behind their uh, journalist. Dangerous, but Jesse Waters who was a Fox News entertainer, was giving a speech to a conservative group where he talked about... Entertainer, much better, much better uh, uh, nomenclature there. What he said was some kind of rhetorical kill shot. That was his exact word. I'm wondering how much that concerns you when you hear language like that about you and your, your well-being. Well, John, that's horrible. I mean, that just is such a reflection of the craziness that goes on in society... The only thing that I have ever done throughout for this shit. years is to encourage people to practice. Oh, don't lie to us, Fauci. You've been killing puppies. You you stood there next to a conveyor belt that had, like, disabled puppies on it. And you had a little, like, one of those things, like, they, they chopped the papers. You had the thing, whoosh, whoosh. Just chopping puppies' heads off. That's what the right wing has been saying about you. Are you saying you are not a puppy killer, sir? Good public health practices to get vaccinated, to be careful in public settings, to wear a mask. And for that, you have some guy out there saying that people should be giving me a kill shot to ambush me. I mean, what kind of craziness is there in society these days? That's awful that he said that. And he's going to go very likely. Honestly, honestly, Dip, I don't do the I don't do the, the dumb thing. I don't understand it. I mean, that's crazy. The guy should be fired on the spot. Bob, that, that wasn't what, what. What did the What did the person in chat call me? Hold on, I gotta go back. Big Doug, I'm Big Doug. This is the Troll Patrol with Big Doug. I gotta write that down or I'm not going to remember it because that's the title of the podcast. Big Doug! Big Doug is probably like... (laughs) If you guys have tuned in for the Freak Show, we've we've got this gospel group that we check in with. Every couple months or so. And then, like, there's a guy who's like, he looked like he would have been a biker earlier in life, and he's giving himself over to the Lord. That dude is Big Doug. That's what people call him. <laughs> oh. Oh, fuck. I worked with a dude. The, the, the last actual job that I had before I started, like, really working from home, uh, I did AV installs, and there was a, uh engineer there, and he was, like, the biker type. That had given himself over to the Lord. They all like that's that was the crazy things. All the engineers were like they all went to the same church and shit. Fucking it really tripped me out. It was freaky. Like I liked them, but like they were they gave me weird vibes. Yes, but not in a sexual way. You might get a sexual pleasure out of it, but like Like she she's like I don't. I don't know. I don't know what what it is that that gets her off. You'd have to ask her that shit. I should. I shouldn't be talking about her proclivities. But she she will debate. Like she is very good at like going off on people. 
unfortunately, if like you want the real thing, like you want the actual emotion, like she says some amazing things to guys that piss her off on dating apps and shit. But like, you go to the block list and you'll never see sparkles again. Oh, she'll definitely degrade you for being a vegan, and I think she has. Friday night, Friday night, we'll we'll get her to degrade you. Have at it. <laughs> that can be a segment on the show. <laughs> oh god damn. Merry fucking Christmas, bitches. We also need to build resilience into our... This is the president. I guess I don't have to tell you that. This is earlier today. He's talking with his supply chain task force. This is one of those fucking stupid-ass press conferences where they wheel in that fake fucking window. They've done it multiple times now, and this time they have a goddamn picture of, like, shipping containers and shit. Like, he's sitting out on a, a fucking... He's in D.C. He's at the fucking White House. We know this. He... What the? Why put the stupid ass window up? The White House is a perfect place to give a goddamn press conference. What is? Why am I getting so upset about this? <laughs> it's absolutely stupid. I don't know why he did it. You want to put your stupid little? Because he did the same thing when like he got vaccinated. You want to put your stupid little window up? Okay, but don't put fucking shipping containers outside your fucking window. Who in his... Seriously, that's why I want to go to work. Like, my dream job would be to work in politics. I would like to be in your communications office, sir, because I'd slap the fucking shit out of you. Be like, what's wrong with you? Why, Why can't you be a normal goddamn person? A fucking window with shipping containers? What the fuck? And seriously, it shouldn't make it shouldn't make me this mad. I shouldn't. I. Why did that set me off on a rant? Our supply chains. We can never again be left vulnerable the way we were in the early days of COVID nineteen. One important way to do this is to make more things here in America. That has been a goal of mine since day one of my administration. We've added more than 300,000 U.S. manufacturing jobs. More than 300,000 added since I took office on January 20th. And we're going to keep at it. because the Seriously, the ASL language, or the ASL lady is fantastic. I've noted this yesterday with the, the Jen Psaki press conference. Consumers. Take gas prices. Months ago, I saw oil production wasn't keeping up with the demand as the world started to get moving again which could drive up prices at the expense of our consumers. That's why I work with international partners to coordinate the release of oil from our... You begged OPEC. You begged OPEC. You begged Saudi Arabia. More than 10 cents a gallon nationally. Gas prices in 21 states now are at the high enough averages before the pandemic. Historic averages. That's good news for Americans hitting the... This ain't your only Biden clip tonight. I'm I am sincerely sorry. Road this week. But beyond energy, we need to make sure that there's a robust competition across industries. Competing is what encourages companies to innovate, encourages them to invest, to build, 
and offer lower prices. I'm going to be convening my competition council earlier next year, after in January, to keep pushing for more bold action because healthy competition is a hallmark of. I haven't been in any stores, but like the local Walmart that I see ads for on the Facebook was showing like, hey, look at our Christmas cookies. Look at this. Look at this. And it was just packed full shelves. So are there, I mean, I'm sure there are like, like couches, curio cabinets, big shit. It probably has some supply chain issues. But, like, overall, like, the normal shit you would get at the store, do you guys see supply chain issues? I've had very little things on my Instacart that I haven't been able to purchase. And it doesn't seem like it's because, like, sometimes shit's out. Like, it it doesn't seem like it's any more than usual. Am I wrong on this? of healthy capitalism. Thirdly, Green New Deal. Reduce the largest cost burden in households and budgets. And the biggest weapon, <clears throat> excuse it, in our arsenal. It's my Build Back Better Act. But there's the pieces that remain of it. Drugs, for health care, for child care, and so much more. The bill is paid fully, fully paid for. It won't increase the deficit. And no, less than $400,000 a year will pay. A are you, are you a really big fan of baby corn? Do you like, like it in a salad or something? Is there something specific that you this week. make with baby corn? The act on the Build Back Better plan will mean less economic growth this year. Let me say it again. Not a liberal think tank. Wall Street. Failing to make these investments is going to slow growth, not increase it. Look. Imagine imagine what it would be like if we had a $3.5 trillion bill. We can lower costs for families, get even more people. Or if we had that $6 trillion bill that Bernie started off with. And we're going to keep working on all these fronts. Veggie pasta bake sounds good. So clearly what American families need right now. Okay, fair enough. I'm sorry you don't have your baby corn. Much more to say, but maybe I've already said too much. I want to. Have- is, is, there, is there something that. I mean. Corn's good, so I can't I can't fault you there because it's like something that can give you that crunch, maybe some some artichoke, perhaps. You guys have artichokes in Australia? Kind of some kind of nut, maybe. Speaking of the Build Back Better Act, Jinsaki was asked about. Has Joe Manchin been bullied? Bullied. Questions. We know that the White House and Senator Manchin have sort of been at loggerheads about some of the um, programs. What's that from? That's a comic book movie, isn't it? Now know that he ultimately pulled the plug in that interview on Sunday because he was upset with White House staff naming him singularly in the Thursday statement from the president. And we've been told about some of his objections to that that were shared with the White House. Um, has the staffer who... Yeah, apparently he's got some kind of secret reason why he didn't vote for it. 
And the White House knows. You know, Jackie, I, I haven't seen all of the comments that Senator Manchin has made on this. I know that there's been reporting on uh, this, but I haven't seen him speak in depth about the specifics of what has upset him. Uh, I can dig further if that exists out there uh, beyond the reporting. But what I would tell you is that um, we have uh, been working with Senator Manchin for months now. Uh, the president has known him for years. No uh, secret. The White House senior staff have known him for years as well. It doesn't mean that there aren't moments of disagreement or frustration. Of course there are. This is legislating. That's the nature of... of I was trying to think of it earlier today of when Manchin actually uh, got elected to the Senate. I don't think he would have been in the Senate that long with Joe Biden. He was the governor of West Virginia before he became... Because Biden would have, you know, left the Senate in 2008 uh, to assume the vice presidency. And I want to say that Manchin, like, would have been elected in, like, 2006. Maybe. Assumed office in 2010. 2010. So, Joe Biden and Joe Manchin weren't ever in the Senate together. I, they. That's one of the things that's wild to me is Joe Biden has talked about like how like he's such a good friends with Joe Manchin, but they weren't in the Senate together. Huh sometimes how it gets done, but our objective and our focus now is moving forward, uh, both with our relationship with Senate. An awful nice Maserati. Built back better done, to have discussions with other members of the Democratic They are indeed both shit libs. They serve a lot of the same interests. More about looking forward. Is there going to be a, a softer, I guess, approach in dealing with um, Senator Manchin and some of the other, you know, Democrats? You, you can't hurt his fifis. Being disappointed in him. Is there sort of a, a shift in strategy since this all blew up over bullying? Well, again, I, I wouldn't characterize it that way, Jackie, uh, but I would tell you that Senator Manchin is somebody who has uh, won many tough uh, tough fights in West Virginia. Uh, he is, comes proudly from a coal mining family. Bullying. He's a pretty outspoken advocate for the things he believes in and the things he doesn't. Coal mine owning family. Withering flower on the side of the road. So. Is Build Back Better um, being dead in the water the reason for extending the student loan moratorium? It always works to serve the status quo. Nearly every member of the Democratic Caucus dip. would as well, uh, and we're uh, forging ahead to get it done. Uh, I just gave you an overview of why the student loan extension. Obviously, we're still battling a pandemic. We know uh, that borrowers across. So they are like Chuck Schumer touted. He wants a vote by mid-January on the Build Back Better Act. Meanwhile, the Senate Minority Leader. Chucky Schumer being the majority leader, the minority leader, Mitch McConnell, is uh, trying to get Joe Manchin to uh, come on over to the Republican Party. I'm all fucking for it. I did just allow ads on Fox News, you bitches. Good Lord, Fox. Stunning rejection. 
Fox News' web player sucks ass. Also, I have to hit play on it really fast because, like, of his it will auto-play another video. It will take forever to get back to this one. So did Senator Manchin break his commitment to you? Senator Manchin and I are going to get something done. Thank you. So, uh, but as Manchin faces backlash from Democrats, some Republican lawmakers have a solution. He doesn't fit well over there. We certainly welcome them to join us. If he- I want him to do it. We would welcome him with open arms in our party. I hope he does. I've asked him. Do it. Do it. I believe he would be happier in the Republican Party. And Jeff Andrew would know that. He did. Uh, he switched, as did the governor of West Virginia. Uh, let's bring in Republican Congressman Mike Gallagher. Uh, Congressman, always great to see you. Do you think? I wonder if the Democrats could make a pitch for Lisa Murkowski, but, I mean, she wasn't She wasn't willing to come on for the Build Back Better Act. So unlikely. It is Christmas, so anything's possible, but I suspect even Santa is not that generous to us. Maybe the only thing that could convince him to switch or register as he will register as an independent if he does anything, and he'll still caucus with the Democrats because he's not going to give up that power. As an independent and caucus with the Republicans, which is far more likely, is if the left. Oh, he said the other way. I don't know. Demonization of Joe Manchin, and I do think you know. I was listening to your segment about Aaron Rodgers, and obviously, you know, I represent Titletown. Joe Lieberman. This happened. This happened. Back in the mid-2000s, Joe Lieberman was that guy. Authoritarian. Uh, and he went independent. Is right now. It is. And not open to free speech or dissent of any kind. And I think that relentless right. pressure turns off a lot of people who may not be card-carrying Republicans, are simply patriotic Americans that want to... He, like, he's talking about people fucking... Constituents trying to advocate for a cause speak their mind and don't feel like, you know, the science is settled on every single issue and we have to genuflect to the patron St. Anthony Fauci every single day. So maybe that convinces him, but I, I think it's... Fucking shit. Mitch McConnell has offered him every single committee chairmanship that exists in the United States Senate. Uh, and one of the examples of what you're saying, Bill Maher, as liberal as it gets, but he exactly. uh, he sounds like he's doing Tucker Carlson's <laughs> monologue. <laughs> shit lib as it gets. He's not a leftist by any means. As liberal as it gets. Universal pre, uh, uh, pre-K and expansion. He might as well be a right-winger at this point. It and, uh, seems like he's auditioning for a show on Fox. They go back and accept it. Um, you know, all of a sudden, it'll it'll look as though... Apparently, he's still at HBO for a couple more years. But I want to pivot to something... I was wondering if he was coming up on a contract or some shit. It seems like there's many people in Congress bought and sold by the Chinese government, and, uh, and it's just so apparent... Right and wrong. We should not be supporting a authoritarian government cracking down on human rights at the same. There are many people in Congress bought and paid for by the kill people and harvest their organs, and they're Muslims. There's really two things going on here in Congress that I see, uh, both of which are corrupt. One is you have senators and members of the House, uh, particularly the Democratic Party, responding to corporate pressure and Wall Street money. And we know, for example, for the last two years, companies like Nike. Uh, like Apple, like Disney, lobbied against this is, the Uyghur This Muslims. is batshit crazy. Which also brings me to the second thing. The other person who most strongly lobbied against that bill was former Secretary of State John Kerry because he didn't want to increase the cost of solar panels. Pooh bear, Winnie the Pooh bear. Agendas. 
So you have this wing of climate right. change evangelists in the Democratic Party who don't want to get tough on China because they naively believe we can come to some sort of grand bargain with the Chinese Communist Party on right. climate change. I can assure you, Brian, the Chinese Communist Party does not care about climate change. They're I feel like they're taking it a lot more seriously than... than, right than it is so naive. It's destructive. We are. It's undermining our military deterrent at a time we know that Xi right. Jinping is preparing to take over Taiwan. And don't stop talking about it. Real quick, China's also experiencing something they don't want to talk about. A massive slowdown in their economy from real estate to big business. They are stifling free enterprise. They're stifling cap, uh, the little capitalistic principles. That they, told, they told free enterprise to fend for yourself. You don't get a bill out China is suffering economically and we have a window of opportunity not only do we need to invest here i don't know i think they might have done the right thing we, like we haven't seen a domino effect yet and there were people back in like october that were worried about the housing market in china stop sending american capital to china to finance our own destruction that's absolute insanity insanity in fact brian we need to start with American universities. I have a bill that would prohibit American universities from investing their endowments. In well, I thought he was going to say we need to bring manufacturing back to the United States and we need to produce shit here and have strong unions. And no, he's like, oh, the universities are exempt entities, communists, propagandizing our kids against America in many cases. So there are things we need to do to get more prepared for a prolonged confrontation with China and stop financing our own destruction. And guess what? Republicans and Democrats should be agreeing on this. I'm sure you can get somebody on, on the other side of the aisle to, to go to bat with you, and that will give people's attention. It's not all about the dollar. Uh, it really isn't, or the yen. Uh, thanks so much, Congressman. Have a great Christmas. The fuck? Well, welcome, comrade Kilmeade. It's not all about the dollar. You fucking millionaire being told by fucking billionaire Rupert Murdoch to just go on and shit on any kind of collective action. Guys, we're fucked. We're fucked. We're fucked. We're fucked. And they play victim all the time. They have... Just non-stop pipelines of propaganda everywhere. And like, I, I, I have fights with other fucking leftists. And they want to like delete me as friends and shit. Oh, they live in a fantasy world. And I think that's kind of what Biden was trying to say when he gave these comments earlier today. Still, top of mind for me <clears throat> is what is top of mind for so many families. The, uh, the pinch of prices and the cost. Look, addressing these costs has been and will continue to be my top priority the entire administration. And the way to do this is not to slow down our economic turnaround, not to step back from this, all this progress, but to build on it. We can't no, we should probably slow the spread of the virus. Productivity capacity in our economy. So we're going to break our medical system as if it wasn't already fucking broken. More investments in innovation and making sure American consumers see those benefits at the store and at the pump when they go to fill up their cars. Let me describe three specific areas I'm focusing on. First, 
supply chains. And I owe a lot to the people, the business people on this call, on this Zoom. Earlier this fall. He's focused on supply chains. That's why he's got the goddamn shipping containers, the fake-ass picture, and the fake-ass window behind So we acted. A lot of recommendations of the people that you see on the screen here. I wish we were all able to do this in person. We brought together business and labor leaders to solve problems. And much, uh, you know, the much predicted uh, crisis didn't occur. I Packages are moving. Gifts are... Okay, guys, so I'm going to be on... Uh, if I don't fucking get him to cancel me, I'm going to be on the Jake Jacobs show on the 100th episode. He has invited me on. It's this, that's this right winger here. We've kind of gone back and forth a couple of times. He has invited me to come on his show live middle of January sometime. Oh, yeah, 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 this moron. So I was going back and forth with him, and, like, he kept, like, I got him to agree that Joe Biden was bought and paid for by the credit card industry and then Wall Street, and then he called him a communist. And I'm like, Jake, do you know what communist means? You can't be bought and paid for by the credit card industry in Wall Street and be a communist. Those are two diametrically opposed positions. Well, like I keep, I, I keep pointing out that his show is fake outrage, where he red baits and tries to red scare people. Well, you guys know my goal is to embarrass him so fucking bad that he never does a goddamn show again. Leave it at one hundred episodes after Justin just completely demolishes you. But he, he thinks he can take me on. He says he says he's going to uh, to be like Ali and play rope-a-dope. I said, I love the confidence. Don't do any research. Don't go watch any clips of me. Don't find out anything about me. I've told him I do not want to do culture war. He, he, he wanted to get on religion. I'm like, I don't want to do religion. Want to do economics? I would like. I would like to talk about data. I would like to specifically focus on the current economic system, and I would like to show you some facts. I would like to explain to him why his worldview is completely antithetical to everything that is needed in our current society. How he is hostile to my friends and people I love. He's not that well spoken, so I mean I had I advised him not to do it. I told him as a media consultant, I advise you not to have me on. It's live, so I'm pretty confident I will be able to score some points no matter what happens. Even if he cuts my mic and doesn't let me talk. I have friends. I have lots of friends. What kind of question was that? I'm clearly extroverted, am I not? 
You know Sparkles! You know my best friend! Do I love people? No, I do not love people. I do not love people at all. I'm not a people person. I don't like to go out and be amongst the crowd. Cats are... Cats are my people. I have a cat I can show you. Bong a matrix. He certainly walks in here and bosses me around. I never agreed to it. But you know, I enjoy your company. Alright, what the fuck are you talking about? Come on, man. Are being delivered. Shelves are not empty. Experts in this field look at two statistics for retail inventories, which is how many goods retail, how, how many good retailers have on hand and on a phrase on shelf availability, which measures how many goods are actually on the shelves there to be purchased. Today, retail inventories are up 3% from last year. Inventories are healthy and on shelf availability before the pandemic was about 91%. Today, it's at 90%. 90%. I'm sure you can go and find some... 33 and two-thirds percent. ...sort of gifts are very popular. I don't know. But 90% availability. And delivery times this season for FedEx, UPS, and the U.S. I bet they still ain't got no PS5s. I wouldn't know, though. I've had mine for a while. ...have purchased a record amount of goods. There's, like, apparently somebody on Twitter was, like, uh... You feel all you adults that have PS5s that you're basically just stealing from a child's Christmas. I'm like, you know, I don't give a fuck about your child. Play my PS5. Fuck off. Fuck your kid. They don't need no PS5. All it is is the mom is complaining. You can have a PS5. You just had to do what I did and what everybody else that has one did. Is figure out the fucking, the rhythms of the different stores and when they drop and like be looking at Twitter alerts and shit all the fucking time. You do that for a couple weeks, you'll get a PS5. That's how it works. You know, I thought I had a Maynard emote. I was looking for it the other night and I couldn't find my Maynard emote. But there is a Maynard emote. I don't know where he's at. He's nowhere to be found. Oh, there he is. Uh. Oh, we're still going to be talking about Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden can't stop your Christmas. This is according to Tucker Carlson. 
Find ain't gonna take away your Christmas, kiddos. Right again, happy Christmas week. Has there ever been a news environment like this one? Every day feels like some weird new psyop from the government, as translated through the media companies, designed to convince you of something that's just obviously false. Masks will keep you safe. Ukraine is essential to our national security. Rachel Levine is an admiral. Pete Buttigieg is a genius. And so on, day after day. It's enough to make you feel like you're going crazy after all. Well, some of those things were opinions, and some of them were actually demonstrably true. So to clear the mental palate tonight, to restore sanity, we're going to return to what we actually know, which is to say to the facts. Here is the most important fact in American politics right now. The Democratic Party just hit a brick wall. Democrats cannot continue to run the United States of America. Why? Here's why. A new Marist poll, we told you about it last shows that only 33% of Latino voters support Joe Biden. Politically, that is fatal. Go versus fish! Politics for a living ask, can a Democrat get elected president with 33% of the Hispanic vote? Or for that matter, with 43%? Or for that matter, with 53%? No, is the answer. No chance. It's impossible. That's the headline. This is a huge change from what most people thought just three days ago. Certainly what Democrats thought, Democrats sincerely believed they were the party of oppressed racial minorities, a group that they alone could protect from white racism. That was the whole point of the party. And weirdly, Republicans seemed to kind of accept it as true. But actually, it turns out it wasn't true at all. In fact, the Democratic Party is not the party of oppressed racial minorities. It's the opposite. It's the party of entitled white liberals and pretty much only entitled white liberals. Democratic donors live in Aspen and Martha's Vineyard and Bel Air. I prefer entitled white liberals to entitled asshole conservatives. Boulder, Colorado. And increasingly, those are the only places they live. Being honest. You know that lady who screeches at you in the airport about pulling your mask over your nose? That's the modern Democratic Party. No normal person likes that lady. She's awful. So effectively... That party is done. We're not going to have any more Democratic presidents for a while. Sorry. This is a big deal. You'd think it would be getting wide coverage in the media today, but no, it's not. Can't have that. Time for a new PSYOP. Time to crank up the fear machine. Now they're telling you you're going to die of a cold. They're calling it Omicron. It's a terrifying new variant of COVID, which we remember is a name they picked to conceal the fact that the entire pandemic was likely created in a lab by the Chinese government with the help of American tax. Name that they picked. What is he talking about? And now Omicron's here. So there is a reason why it's the SARS-CoV-2, the COVID-19. That like that's all fucking like the medical jargon. For, like, it's classification. I don't know what the fuck it's called. But there's the actual reason why. This wasn't 19 because it was found in 2019. The fuck are you talking about, Tucker? They didn't name it that to cover up the Chinese. What? This is batshit crazy. There's no time to think. Your job is to be afraid. And unfortunately, many people are afraid. They haven't had time. It's blood on this dude's hands. Numbers and discover that as an epidemiological matter, this is all completely insane. Far more Americans have died this month from choking on entrees than have died from Omicron. That is factually true. The CDC can confirm it for. Then have died of Omicron that we know of.
but not of COVID. The Delta variant is still going on for you. But just as an exercise, we're going to ignore reality for a moment and take you to the president of the United States who shuffled on stage this afternoon to mumble about Omicron. Here's part of what he said. And I know Thank you, Tones. Wondering Very good. If you can safely celebrate the holidays with your family and friends, the answer is yes, you can. If you and those you celebrate with are vaccinated, particularly if you've gotten your booster shot, if you are vaccinated and follow the precautions that we all know well, you should feel comfortable celebrating Christmas and the holidays as you planned it. So there you go. If you've had at least three Joe Biden-approved vaccine injections, you can celebrate Christmas. That's the word from our Botox Napoleon. Otherwise, you can't celebrate Christmas. How long before they tell us? Botox Napoleon. That's coming, obviously. But for now, Joe Biden has canceled Christmas for America's working class, now known as... Uh Hi. I paused it on 420. Would that give me a lot of views if I made that on YouTube? If I just cut up Tucker Carlson laughing? Like 10 minutes of Tucker Carlson laughing? Would people watch that? It would take a lot of work. I don't I don't really want to do it. You tell you tell me that'll get two million views, I'll fucking do it. I'm not high enough for this shit. We're Four minutes into a 15-minute segment. You might have a guest on, though. This this would be the A Block of Tucker's show. The unvaccinated. They didn't vote for him in the last election, so they can't celebrate Christmas. In fact, this whole pandemic is their fault. Now, before we unpack the implications of what Biden has said, a word about the language he and many others are using. Biden and his employees persist in calling these injections a vaccine, but that's not quite right. A vaccine prevents disease. The polio shot is a vaccine. You take the shot and you don't get polio. That's not what these shots are. As Biden himself conceded from the stage today, many thousands of fully vaccinated people have been infected with COVID recently. Now, Biden claims these people are in better shape because they got the shot. He didn't prove that. So far, no one has proved that. But let's assume Biden is right, which is fine. It's still not really a vaccine if you can get and transmit the virus. No, no, that's not true. And that's fine, too. We're not against experimental health supplements. Your body, your choice, as they used to say. But a vaccine is a substance used to stimulate the production of antibodies to provide immunity against one or more several diseases. Prepared from the causative agent of a disease, its products were a synthetic substitute. Treated to act as an antigen without inducing the disease. That's exactly what a vaccine is. I want to be clear. The, the vaccine is indeed a vaccine. Tucker Carlson is lying. The definition, the definition right here. A substance used to stimulate the production of antibodies and provide immunity against one or more of several diseases prepared from the causative agent of a disease, its products, or a synthetic substitute treated to act as an antigen without inducing the disease. 
Yes, Tucker is flat out lying, medical misinformation, and yet he gets to do it on Fox fucking news. Like other experimental health supplements, this one's mandatory. In fact, as our increasingly it is, desperate... It is not mandatory. ...explained today, submitting to this injection... The courts have overturned a lower court's ruling. The, said the man mandate for large employees or large employers has gone forward. You don't but it's still a vaccinate or test. It is, it is not mandatory. Tucker is lying. You have an obligation to yourselves, to your families, and quite frankly, I know I'll be criticized for this, to your country. Get vaccinated now. It's free. It's convenient. I promise you, it saves lives. And I honest to God believe it's your patriotic duty. Again, the Botox Napoleon in charge of Christmas. Again, Tucker Carlson is vaccinated. It was an orgy of demagoguery today. Fox News has a vaccine mandate. Literally nothing embarrasses this man. Maybe that's one of the benefits of senility. But we're not going to play those clips. We've done enough of that this week and for the past year. It's too close to Christmas now. And that's the point. As its power wanes and its destruction of the Merry battle, fucking Christmas, bitches. The Democratic Party is trying to wreck your Christmas. It's their latest psyop. They can't convince you of anything anymore. You no longer believe them. Why would you? So they're trying to punish and terrify you into submission instead. But here's the good news. It's not working. Americans are going to celebrate Christmas anyway. They always have, and they're going to this year. This is still America. Look at this tape. America! Fuck yeah! This year than Waukesha, Wisconsin. Last month, a racist lunatic drove a vehicle through a Christmas parade. Oh, I, w- I was calling it Waukesha. Waukesha. That makes more sense, actually. It was the scene in Waukesha a month later. Tragedies can take away so much. I was, uh, you know, I was thinking Kesha. Some people have been afraid to come back down. Now, downtown Waukesha is reclaiming these streets. Healing is a process. We can't live our life in fear. We need to live our life in hope. One that moves faster together. You can't forget about the heaviness. And there are people who are here tonight who have children who are... Waukesha forever. But you can add light after darkness. It helps bring light to our town. Singing after sorrow. Hopefully, uh, I bet that old lady could make some fucking pies. I bet she makes some fucking cookies. Bake me some goods, Granny. Smiling and having a good time. I love it. The lantern stroll of light and hope is bringing just that. And it's been amazing to see the whole community come together. I mean, it's been beautiful. Ah. Ah. It's been beautiful. The crowd gathers. Some of them still have children in the house. They fucking love... Imagine, symbolism. imagine describing that as beautiful. That's the scene of mythology and symbolism. Friends, relatives, neighbors were just murdered. In service of their hierarchy. Were totally heartfelt, you could tell. The resilience, the gratitude, the determination. Why'd somebody have to get... Now, she, she may like to Nancy Reagan it, and I'm not one to judge, but why'd somebody have to go there? proud to live in a country with people like that. Those are the best people, and there are so many of them in this country. At the end of the week, no matter what Joe Biden I mean, there was nothing wrong with those people. They seemed like fine people to me, yes. This country's most sacred holiday. Why why are you pointing them out? Why are you saying they're better than any other people in the country? Being with the people you love, whether it's by foot or horseback or now by JetBlue, you go home on Christmas. You go back to your people. That's the whole point of it. 
Americans are still doing it this year. You cannot stop them. No, my people are right here. I'm going to go over to Sparkle's house. About 12,000 troops leave from Fort Benning alone. Early Thursday, you could see how eager families were to reunite. Nothing against my family. I'd just rather be here with Sparkles. A mile of cars from Pennsylvania, Florida, Kentucky, and even as far as... You guys didn't know I had a family, did you? Pickups. <laughs> I'm definitely going to cry. <laughs> Newlywed Laurel Heyer says she and her mother-in-law took a 15-hour drive down from Council Bluffs, Iowa, just to get an ex- Oh, okay. Her husband, Private Deaton Hires. The two emotional with tears of happiness as they embraced for the first time since the day... Well, I mean, I'm sitting here in my mom's basement. ...earlier this year. When he started shaking, I didn't really... No, I kind of froze. Why is... that? That's a fucking kid. Look at that baby face. Why are, why are you sending that motherfucker to war? To see your husband for an hour. Just remind He did like dope until he died. For your family, reverence for your God. Died of liking dope. <laughs> Pretty sure he OD'd. And that's not going to change. America is in a tough spot. I don't know. He deleted me for calling him a tragedy. the country. That's a tragedy every night. But it's worth remembering none of this... Okay, my brother is weird. Like, he is, uh, he's, one, he's a pathological liar, so that's interesting. And he, um, he's very intelligent, but you wouldn't know it. Like, he plays dumb in situations, and, um, he, he's very good at fitting in in crowds. And, you know, if he was hanging out with me and my friends, he would be able to carry on a conversation with us about any number of things and would would take uh, the political positions that we took. But, like, if he's around other... The area that I'm from is hardcore Trump. So I've just assumed, and I've seen the stuff that his wife posts. She deleted me for laughing at her stupid shit. So then my brother, there was a meme going around about like how, like, stop saying you researched it. You just watched a YouTube video. You didn't research it. Blah, 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 blah. It was like a, it was a copy of a Reddit post. And I commented on his, on his thing. I'm like, isn't your wife, uh, uh, COVID denying, uh, Trump supporter? He's like, this is about my wife. Blah, blah, blah. Blocked me. I haven't talked to him since. He's the one that he's the one that told me that he thinks that my dad OD'd. I don't actually know. I don't even know anything about what happened. I haven't told you guys this. Apparently my mom is an anti vaxxer now. My mom and dad had just gotten vaccinated, and my mom blames the vaccine on my dad's death. But my mom is also one that was like, see no evil, hear no evil. Like the idea that my dad OD'd, which I think would be like the likely way that my dad would die. She she would not see it that way. That like, oh, well, he didn't OD, no way. So, oh, that's, that's my family situation. Love my grandparents. Grand God, I only have one now. Grandfather. But unfortunately, he probably, he fucking, he was watching this Tucker Carlson bit and he like bought it hook, line, and sinker. After 9-11, he went like, 
Because he was never... He was never a conservative. He was always a disruptor. He would always vote third party. After 9-11, my grandmother was a hardcore Democrat, voted for Clinton both times, so proud of it. Voted for Gore in 2000. Was upset that I was president of the Young Republicans at the time. But post 9-11, post 9-11, they both started watching fucking Fox News. They both started drifting more and more conservative. Every time, every, like, we're talking like back in like 2003, 2004. I'm walking in their house. I'm like, please turn off Fox News. That shit will rot your brain. Every, every single time. That was like the first thing I would say when I walked in. Because they had a TV on top of their goddamn refrigerator in the kitchen. And it would have Fox News on it. Not my grandmother, because my grandmother probably didn't even pay attention. She was like knitting something, sewing in the background. She wasn't even paying attention to what was going on. But yeah, my grandfather bought it hook, line, and sinker. That's okay. I mean, he's still a not like he's he's still a nice man. You don't ever leave the house, so he's not a, he's not a harm to anybody. Fucking 90 years old. Now he might be paralyzed, unfortunately. He fell off a ladder the other day. Oh, I don't really need a hug, but I'd, I'd give you a hug. It sounds more dire than, like, probably around 2014 or 2015, like, my grandmother hugged me. And said, I love you, Justin, but you just stop being so radical. <laughs> it was it was really sweet. But my grandmother was a really well read woman. She was she was probably the intellectual bastion of my my fucking family. Uh, I I don't like she just got like more religious, I guess like she quit spending so much time at the dog track as she did earlier in her life and started spending more time at church. It was really weird when I went to my grandmother's funeral. Like, it was all about how a good Christian woman she was, but I'm, like, sitting over here like, no, she wasn't. Like, fucking, that's not my, like, that might have been my grandmother's last five or ten years of her life. No, 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 she used to go to the dog track every fucking Sunday. They would travel around. They were so fucking cool. Uh, just nine eleven is was just a tragic event that caused people to lose their fucking minds. I don't, and it's it's really it is sad living through it. Now my mother is the the opposite. My mother was would you would probably have considered her homophobic in the nineties, not overtly homophobic, but like the the you know the passive aggressive homophobic. But when it got up to, like, fucking Gomer Pyle came out of the closet. And my mom was, like, all on board with, like, I'm so happy he's found who he is and every... You can name all, all kinds of, of gay actors and stuff. And then uh, she she was really into early 20th century European history. Like, she loves, like, the die-out of the, like, royal families and shit, the end of the monarchy. She fucking, Downton Abbey, she fucking loved that goddamn show. Like, the transition period between, like, you know, the indu- from the from the monarchy to the industrial uh, revolution. Yeah, Jim Neighbors was gay. 
But she loved that time period of history. But like, if you know that time period, you know, you know what, what comes in the, you know, in the twenties and thirties. And she was very much aware of it. And during the twenty sixteen election, my mom, who had been apolitical, who I used to get onto all the time, like, you need to vote, you need to vote, you need to vote, you need to get engaged. She finally got engaged. <laughs> like she she uh, gives money to like like Democratic senators and shit. I know because she used my fucking email to do it. She gave money to to Jamie Harrison last cycle. <laughs> I know she voted for Joe Biden. So like, because the fascism scared the shit out of her. That's that's my that's my family, guys. Oh, I've got nieces. I've got great nieces. My nieces have nie- my nieces have daughters. Maybe sons, I don't know. I've I've never seen the never seen the little babies. I haven't been home since 2017. No, 2018. 2018. It hasn't been that awfully long. I made my mom, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to my mom's house unless she, like, kicked my dad out. Like, my dad had to go stay with my my uncle for a few days while I was there. And we had a great time too. We got we got some wine. We fucking we cooked together. That's the first time me and my mom had ever cooked together. It was fun. That was my mess days. That was my mess days. Interesting. Uh, one time I did, uh, my dad and the crack whore that I was with, her mom, we all went to the Bristol race and like, uh, me and the crack whore were doing mess in a porta potty. Like there was a cop standing right outside and everything. It was crazy. I like, <laughs> golly, <laughs> didn't know Jim Neighbors is gay. Uh, that was a horrible Gomer Pyle impression. Goddamn. I don't, I don't do good impressions. My apologies. Fuck, there's still five minutes of Tucker. I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. I, I don't, um, I got some weird ass extended family. You don't want to hear about them. I got a really cute cousin. I was, I was, I was into there for a little bit. I am from Kentucky after all is forever. Those people will be gone at some point, probably sooner than we think. But Christmas will not be gone. Christmas will always remain. Christmas, Christmas time is here. Texas. In March of 2020, right at the very beginning of all this, he came on this show with his... I, I am from the Appalachian region. It means and how we should respond. It's a different mountain range. He took an mount, different mountain range than the Ozarks. Said. But we went back and looked at the tape today. And in retrospect, Dan Patrick was one of the very few who got it right. Here's part of what he said. 
Let's get back to work. Oh, not the ESPN commentator, the fucking lieutenant governor of Texas. We'll, we'll take care of ourselves, but don't sacrifice the country. Don't do that. Don't do that. We did it anyway, but Dan Pratt. A million deaths later. Thanks for joining us. Here's, here's this motherfucker to brag. When you said, look, I'm an, I'm an older man. I've had some health problems. This is actually a threat to me, but it's not a threat to our kids, and they're the future of our country. There are Yes, yes, justified. Continue. Justified it's took place down. 30 minutes from where I'm from. Attacked, but there you back, go. I think that was prophetic. So, Tucker, you know, I, I think about the leftist agenda of this administration and the dour life is bad you better get used that is that's the never leave harlan alive place right yeah harlan harlan county is like 30 minutes from me hope they have a lack of hope they're divisive they look for someone to blame their failures on and they are the blue grinch that wants to steal christmas but christmas as you said will continue let's face it tucker this season is about hope that's what the Christmas season is about. Millions yes. of Christians like myself. I thought it was about like fucking eating food and being with your friends and to bring us out of our darkness of our sins. Fucking getting a nut and you know watching fucking Christmassy shit. Apparently, it's insurance fraud for Fox with their their stupid ass tree. Having that hope, no matter how difficult it is, since the birth of our nation, whether it was world, the Civil War, World War One, the Great Depression, World War Two, an assassination decade of the '60s, or 9/11. We oh, apparently, the Biden administration released some documents regarding the assassination. Fear, the fear is fear itself, or what? Bush we'll go over that tomorrow. After 9/11. Americans do not cower, whether it's the Nazi... The JFK assassination, that is. We have hope. We have strength. And when you have hope and strength, you have peace. But this president doesn't know what hope is. And he will not steal this holiday from us, Tucker. He will not take it away from us. I don't under... This is faux outrage. That's all this is. And even for those who don't believe... Scaring fucking old people like my grandfather... For their fucking ratings. It's disgusting. Poll numbers are dropping into the basement because he is out of touch with who we are as a people and as a nation. And where's the courage? Oh, and Tucker Carlson and Dan fucking Patrick. They're really in touch with the real people of this country. All around us. We're all going to die. You said this very early and offended the hell out of me. The billionaires on Fox fucking news are in touch with the real people of this country. Well, the left believes that government is the god and so they no i fucking don't they're in trouble they're really panicked whether they're they're panicked over low poll numbers or joe manchin not voting the way they want it i am god himself sir the people in this country who have courage are people who have hope who believe in jesus christ and this baby that's coming to i did that on april 1st it was called the Patriot Patrol with the hardest right man in news, Justin Freakin. And I accidentally advocated for some genocide. So had to take the whole I had to take the whole thing down and edit that part out. Because I got a little too into the character. I honestly, honestly, I should, I should, I just, I don't, I, on the Patriot Patrol, I kept slipping in and out of it, because I can't, I can't keep it up, I can't do it the way Colbert does.
I I I I need to be genuine. All right, let's talk about some actual issues in this country. It's not really a labor shortage, according to the author of a report that just crunched the data on millions of job searches and reviews. Calling the employer demand and employment issues right now a labor shortage a shortage isn't quite right. Daniel Zhao says he should know Zhao is a senior economist and data scientist at Glassdoor, one of the Internet's top job sites. He regularly comments to Insider on the monthly jobs report from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics and about the state of the jobs market. Recently, he held a workplace trends report for Glassdoor that crunched the data on millions of employee reviews and job searches and laid out what to expect in the workplace and in hiring for 2022. Major takeaway he had is that hiring will remain difficult. Good for us. Good for workers. Zhao told Insider, this isn't solely due to a lack of capable workers, but rather the number of workers who are just choosing not to participate in the workforce for various reasons. I would say labor shortage is kind of a tricky term because it does imply that there aren't workers available, Zhao said, when asked whether he thinks the U.S. is facing a labor shortage. And what we do know is that there are a significant number of workers on the sidelines who would be willing to come back to work if the conditions were right, i.e. pay more fucking money. The trouble, he said, is that the conditions just aren't right. Employers could turn to the people who are between 25 and 54 years old, the prime age of workers who have left the labor force. As of November, the labor force participation level for workers in that range was 1.1 million, below the February 2020 level. So there's your February 2020 level. It's not that fucking far off. Additionally, there are more openings than unemployed workers, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. There were 67 unemployed workers for every 100 job openings. I think there's a difference between a labor shortage and employers finding it difficult to hire and retain. Why they're finding it difficult is because they're wanting to exploit people. The two slightly different concepts, but the fact of the matter is that I think it will continue to be difficult for employers to hire and retain moving forward, Zhao said. Nightbot link deleted. I don't know what you're talking about. That one's news to me. Now, some workers who are no longer out of work are the Kellogg's workers. A tentative agreement has been reached. Members of the Bakery, Confectionery, Tobacco Workers, and Grain Millers International Union who work at Kellogg's ready-to-eat cereal plants in Battle Creek, Michigan, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Omaha, Nebraska, and Memphis, Tennessee have voted to accept the recommended collective bargaining agreement. Approval of the contract ends the BCTGM's strike against Kellogg's, which began on October 5th. Here are the highlights of the new five-year collective bargaining agreement. There are no takeaways and no concessions. There is no permanent two-tier system. That was one of the things that they wanted a a seasoned workers that they're negotiating a contract with. And they wanted their new hires to be a different level of benefits. Everybody gets the same benefits now. There's a clear path to regular full-time employment. 
The plant closing moratorium. There is no plant shutdowns through October of 2026. There is a significant increase in the pension multiplier, and there will be maintenance of a cost-of-living raises. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, Curious, sir. In Illinois, Amazon workers walked out of the Cicero facility. I think I'm saying that right. Amazon facility in Cicero, Illinois. Cicero. Walked out this morning. Uh, the group I said it like I was from Alabama. And working conditions. Uh, it's not clear how many workers are involved, but a pretty big crowd out there. Oh, you hate to see it, don't you? The group of about 30 that are demanding better pay and working conditions. Hopefully that having the lowest hopefully that snowballs and there's more workers. Amazon spokesperson said we respect the rights of employees to protest and recognize their legal right to do so. We are proud to offer employees leading pay, competitive benefits, and the opportunity to grow within our company. But you know what? Where which state do you think is the leading state for quitting your job? These workers were in Illinois, but apparently it is good folk down in Texas. They are now the job quitting capital of the US and the trend seems to be accelerating. Rhode Island doesn't exist. That's not a real state. Nobody's ever been to it. I don't know anybody's been to it. I've never been to it. Rhode Island doesn't exist. I'm tired of you guys fucking with me. Sorry. I'm sorry. I got a little carried away there. Rhode Island is nowhere near Texas. I have been talking a lot lately about... I was wondering if we were getting an ad there. Who knows? I mean, it seems like everybody else is thinking about it these days. I recently told you how Texas was almost the quitting capital of the country. Preliminary numbers had us just behind California. Well, revised final data is out now, and we can take away the almost, because by far, Texas has become quitter USA. That happened in September. Now, preliminary info for... Take this job and show it. Numbers surging again. 455,000 Texans saying, I quit just in October. Employers who have had historic challenges this year holding on to the... Interesting that it's in a conservative state. I'm not going to want to hear this, but a new survey by PricewaterhouseCoopers finds 65% of employees are looking for a new job. That is a huge percentage. You mean the Gulf Toast. Two out of every three people you work with trying to leave. Now, that number sounds high, but some of that could be... I don't have co-workers, unless you count, like, Maynard and Socks and Smokey Bong. At least looking for new opportunities, making contacts, and seeing what's out there, because you never know what's around the corner. So, where to from here? Well, remember, PWC is finding this... I encourage everybody to throw some resumes out there. Even if you're not looking to leave, you never know what you might find. Or that you'll be able to use at your current position for leverage to get even more money. People looking to switch jobs. Fucking do it. 
That's an impressive number. I'm into and it. They are taking us down to the metro level. I'm all about telling employers to go fuck themselves. Big takeaway from this firm. I've done it so many times in my life. Now I'm also not allowed in several places, but yay, it was worth it. First half of next year, because back in the summer, they found 38% of workers here were looking to leave for another job. Now that number has ticked up even more when they ask people if they're considering a change in employment between now and next summer. The big reasons, a lot of them looking for more money or they want better benefits and perks and a good portion of them want the ability to work remotely. The percent people able to do that has been steadily going down as the number of people quitting has steadily gone up. So employers may have to work harder. One pro- the problem that I have with working from home is I procrastinate. So my good shit's here. I can play video games anytime I want. On Facebook and Twitter where I never quit in my quest to help you be right on the money. He ain't no fucking quitter. We are going to quit badgering Joe Biden until he fucking cancels student loan debt. At least he extended it for, uh, I think, another 90 days. Biden extends student loan payment pause until May. Current pause would have expired on January the 31st when millions of borrowers were set to resume payments after a nearly two-year hiatus. Move is a reversal of the administration's previous stance. White House said in August that the extension until January 31st would be the final pause on federal student loan payments. They've had to flip-flop several times now, haven't they? On shit we could all see fucking coming. Encouraging news from the Global South. Gabriel Boric wins in Chile in a huge victory for social movements that fought off far-right threat. You know, I'm not good with foreign affairs, so I want to hear it from somebody I depend on. How about Amy Goodman from Democracy Now! Democracy Now! Democracy I'm Amy Goodman with Juan Gonzalez. As we turn to Chile... I gave you a perfectly fine introduction, Amy. After Gabriel Boric's presidential victory Sunday, the 35-year-old leftist is a former student leader who's set to become Chile's youngest president ever. He easily defeated the far right-wing candidate, Jose Antonio Cast, by winning over 55% of the vote. Boric has vowed to... Fight for progressive social reforms and while the left dominates left when the there's US actually a left party. Bardic's election comes after two years of massive peaceful demonstrations in Chile over inequality, high cost of living, and privatization. On Sunday, Gabriel Boric addressed supporters in Santiago. Chileans, I received this mandate with humility and a tremendous sense of responsibility. We have an enormous challenge. I know that in the coming years, the future of our country is at stake. So I guarantee that I will be a president who cares for democracy and does not risk it, listens more than what he speaks, seeks unity and attends to the needs of the people daily. I will firmly fight against the privileges of a few and I will work every day for the quality of the Chilean family. 
I will do my best, my best to live up to the trust you've placed in me. We do not forget justice, truth, respect. We go now to Santiago, Chile, where we're joined by two guests. Javier Manzi is an activist with Chile's largest feminist advocacy group, um, the Coordinadora Feminista 8M. Also with us is Pablo Ubufon, a member of Chile's Solidar um, Solidaridad Movement, the Solidarity Movement, an anti-capitalist and feminist organization. Um, we thank you both for being with us, Pablo. Let's begin with you. Talk about the Always left fist, kids. victory. Hi, Amy. Thank you for having me again. Um, so, Boric, Boric victory uh, uh, on Sunday is actually a huge victory for uh, for the social movements and the Chilean people. After two years of uh, social and popular revolts in October 2019, uh, in the mid, in the middle of a huge political and social crisis in Chile, we see that finally there's an opening for a progressive government in Chile that we haven't had in... Fuck yeah, I love that emote. Almost 50 years. Sparkles will love that emote. It's a very interesting moment for Chile, uh, even though that Boric has always been a moderate in his own coalition, this is a truly uh, interesting moment, uh, a new political cycle for Chile. Also, because the, 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 the first uh, round of the election, Boric was second, and the first uh, place was for Jose Antonio Cast. Who was uh, the candidate of the of the old guard of the Pinochet of the Pinochet's right wing, uh, a candidate that was uh, mostly pandering to a far right wing agenda and base, similar to Bolsonaro and Orban and Trump, and so uh, the 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 fact that Boric won in the second round meant that uh, the, there was a part of the... Wow, he looks awfully white, too. Him ...in the first round, and that mobilized for... A I assume that was the cost... The round. ...and that is, that's definitely... The uh, right-wing candidate that, were that we just saw. The, uh, uh, ...that were not really happy about his uh, platform in the first round, but that uh, seeing the threat of neo-fascist, uh, of a neo-fascist government, decided to take to the streets and campaign for this, this victory. And uh, Pablo, I wanted to ask you, the victory of, of Boric happens in the context of a an effort. Like, just like how white he looked. How do you, how are you that white in Chile? And the movement that developed around that and how it spilled over. Oh, well, that's how you get that. Okay. Yeah, Zoot, thank you. That answered my question. Popular revolt in October 2019 was a new constitution. It was a way to. That explains everything. That were being uh, uh, pushed uh, by the social movements in the past 20, 30 years into political global change, and so we had uh, the the um, a, a referendum for a new constitution in October last year, and and the 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 alternative for a new constitution won with an 80 percent of the vote. So that means that. Uh, um, uh, a majority, a large majority of the po of the Chilean population wants a new constitution, and so and then uh, the election for the members of that constitutional convention was won by a majority of anti neoliberal um, uh, representatives, both from leftist political parties such as Frente Amplio and the Communist Party, who are now the it's, they're going to be the governing uh, administration coalition, but also from independents. 
from the social movements like the feminist movement and the uh, environmentalist groups, but also the indigenous peoples who, who had uh, a guaranteed representation in the Constitutional Convention. So that uh, that confirmation of the Constitutional Convention... We, have to, we didn't get to hear from the... This new cycle. Because the lady, that, he's uh, done all the talking. The new Constitution has... Uh, has the support of a progressive government, but also that this progressive government does not have any excuse uh, to uh, make only timid changes, only uh, mild changes uh, in the political institutions in the context of the drafting of a new anti-neoliberal constitution. And you mentioned anti-neoliberal constitution. Those words sound amazing to me. All right, that was Democracy Now! If you'd like to go back and finish watching that whole interview, it seems like they've got a, a good little bit left, about another 15 minutes. Very informative. We're going we're gonna to talk about our own fascist here. Apparently, Donald Trump is planning on holding a news conference on January the 6th. Ooh, we're going to get Essie Cup, who apparently works for CNN now. Uh, she a little upset about it. Let's see what she has to say. We also learned from Donald Trump that he's going to hold a news conference at Mar-a-Lago on January 6th, the one-year anniversary of the insurrection. What they do- love symbolism. Uh, that makes me physically ill, John. Um, January 6th was one of the darkest days in modern American history. Uh, people lost their lives that day for one reason and one reason only. Donald Trump refuses to accept the outcome of an election. He still refuses to accept that. He is still... He thinks he's the fucking president. And that delusion. And the idea that he would hold any kind of propaganda event, because let's be clear, that's what it will be, mm-hmm. where he takes yet another opportunity to spread more lies, uh, which I presume he will where he exploits a tragedy, which I presume he will, and where he potentially stokes more violence and encourages either tacitly or explicitly people to try it again. Well, it makes me nauseous. It makes me sad. I I don't know that a Biden could win again. (laughs) For what that event is going to do. It also, I think... I I mean, Biden will win in the popular vote. Respond. It would it would be less than last time. It'd probably be about five six million votes. Over the last, but he would he could still lose. Sing his praises on that day. Undoubtedly, I have no doubt, John. I've long given up on the sort of the pivot. You know that Republicans will will see Jesus and understand just how dangerous and awful the, these years of rhetoric and and also policy have been. Not just for Republicans who lost everything. They aren't going to see Jesus. I've long since lost the idea that they'll find religion. I think going into a midterm, they are all in for Trump. They love religion. They love to wrap themselves in religion and and bash other people over the head with it. Than they already have on that day in service of promoting Trump and retaining his voters. Yep, there you go. January 6th committee has asked that Jim Jordan, the man that covered up sexual abuse at Ohio State University, 
Come in for an interview. The January selects uh, the January sixth select committee on Wednesday asked Representative Jim Jordan to meet with the panel to provide information on his communications with former President Donald Trump regarding the attack on the Capitol. Remember, he uh, tried to be on the fucking panel. The Republicans, Kevin McCarthy, tried to name Jim Jordan to the panel. Rejected because he could possibly be a witness. Request marks the second time in three days the panel's members have asked one of their colleagues to cooperate with the expanding investigation. Representative Scott Perry said on Tuesday he would decline to comply with the committee's request for documents and an interview. Axios has reached out to Jordan's office for comment. We understand uh, understand that you had at least one and possible multiple communications with President Trump on January 6th. This is according to Benny Thompson, the chair of the committee. In a letter to Jim Jordan, Thompson said he would like to discuss each such communication in detail. Jordan has publicly admitted to speaking with Trump by phone on January 6th, though he has been murky on the exact timing. Be because it implicates him. Yes. And Matt Gates, how's Matt Gates still in Congress? Now, Michael Flynn has lost his legal challenge against the January 6th committee. Federal judge in Florida on Wednesday ruled against former Trump National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, disgraced National Security Advisor, who was only National Security Advisor for what? Less than two weeks? They blocked his bid... Ruled against his bid to block the January 6th committee from obtaining his phone records. The ruling comes just a day after the former head of the Defense Intelligence Agency filed a legal challenge against the House probe into the Capitol riot, requesting a temporary restraining order. Flynn initially planned to assert his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, according to the lawsuit. He also alleged the subpoena raised significant constitutional and practical concerns. All right, conspiracy theorist and radio host Alex Jones filed a similar lawsuit earlier this week, noting that he would invoke his Fifth Amendment. Remember, General Flynn's brother still works in the military. Which I think is something to bring up as we hear from this one of the three retired generals who penned an op-ed. As Congress investigates January 6th, the three retired U.S. generals... I'll let her say it. ...of a possible insurrection in 2024 through political violence from within the military the next time around. Writing in a new opinion piece this, in part, quote, We are chilled to our bones at the thought of a coup succeeding next time. Joining me right now is one of those generals sounding the alarm here, retired Brigadier General Stephen Anderson. He served in the Army for 31 years. General, thank you for being here tonight. You paint a frightening (laughs) image of a threat, not only of another coup attempt, but one involving military members. What makes you... Trump tried his ass off to use the military. I I honest to God believe that's why he wanted to pull all the troops. I'm concerned about what's going on within the ranks of the military. First, I want you to understand that I'm a... Very uncomfortable talking like this. Um, I've been raised in the Army for 31 years to be apolitical, to not get involved in such matters. I'm a conservative Republican. 
but no more. I swore an oath 43 years ago to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, be they foreign or domestic. I never thought I'd have to worry much about the domestic threat, but we do now. It's the Republican Party. They are fucking fascist. And our, our friends at Vote Vets, we're incredibly concerned. When you see all the signs that are out there, you have people like Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, you know, a guy with whom I served in Iraq, who's advocating a coup after the election. We have 124 leaders that signed a letter uh, believing the big lie, advocating the big lie that Donald Trump has told about the election results. Evidently, they look at the pillow guy as the authoritative source on election fraud. We have a brigadier general out in Oklahoma. Domestic terrorists. Yes, they are. Refusing federal mandates. It says that he works for the state and not the federal government. Somebody needs to remind him he works for the National Guard. Yes. All kinds of commanders and soldiers out there that are refusing to take their shots. You know, we they, they working on behalf of of Turkey. Yes, dip. Anthrax, but COVID has somehow been politicized. So to me, that shows the weaknesses we have within our military to to be consumed by political um, thoughts and, and ideations instead of thinking about our country. We love our country. We need to prepare now for the next coup. And that's why we wrote the article. And that's why we're incredibly worried. You write in the article that with the country as divided as still as divided as ever, we must take steps to prepare for the worst. What's the single most important thing that needs to happen? The most important thing is accountability. You need to be we need to account for all the people. We need to put some folks in jail. That participated, and a lot of them are being brought to justice. But we haven't. Account- I mean, fucking Trump, Stephen Miller, Jim Jordan, Matt Gates. Donald Trump's the people that fanned the flames of insurrection and then stood back and act surprised when it happened. You have people like R.B. Welcome. Within Iraq twice, who has somehow lost his mind and decided that 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 it, and believes this big lie. We've got to hold people ac- accountable. But the other thing that we advocate in our op-ed is that we need to... This country is the most propagandized fucking country on the face of the planet ever, possibly. understand the difference between allegiance to the... I'm including North Korea! ...and allegiance to a, a, a cult-like figure like, like Donald Trump. Um, we cannot let that happen. We sign an oath to the Constitution, not to a person. We need to gather intelligence about the people within our midst... We need to find out next the next generation of insurrectionists out there, and we need to get them out of the army. And I believe the military took a step in that direction today with this new policy in which they're making it very difficult to become an active member in an extreme group, which is really good. And the final thing I would say is strategic planning and wargaming. We need to think now. I don't know uh, what he's talking about, being an active member in an extreme group. When I, a year ago, if somebody told me that on the 6th of January we'd have thousands of Americans storming the Capitol, I would have said that's ridiculous. It's unimaginable. Well, we need to think about 2024 now. I mean, I saw Trump coming a mile away. I said in 2015, 2016, you wouldn't leave all this willingly. about it now and take an action. Oh, a monitoring policy for social media. They didn't already have one? What the fuck is the NSA doing? God damn. But you know what the rod's going to say about that? That general who, you know, I'm anti-imperialist, but... The, the mainstream media would say he served honorably in the military. Decorated general. What does the right have to say about him? They'll say that he's woke. That's that's their response. And that's the dumbest fucking thing ever. How do you think that's a response to the military? That's how they're getting out of 
all these fucking generals speaking out like, hey, we've got issues here. This is their response to that. Come on. And let me tell you what. China, Russia, Iran, they can do whatever they want because I am still convinced that we, the people of America, have the strongest, most dedicated, most capable, most highly trained operators on the face of the freaking earth, man. So tell them to bring it, son. They got nothing on us. Bring it. So this is Chad Wright. I've never heard of this motherfucker, but he is wearing short shorts and like a like a like a worker shirt and a trucker hat. And he's got long hair and a long ass beard and it's braided. Look, that's where we're at. Let me tell you the problem with these agendas. When you're in combat, you gotta deal deal with problems within the boundaries of reality you have to accept reality in combat you have to accept this dude screams florida and let me tell you when you ask you look up florida man in the fucking dictionary you see chad right when you ask me to do that you know what you're asking me to do you're asking me to partake in an alternate reality what what's he talking about man can be a woman or all this crap when you ask me to do that oh he's transphobic you're asking me to partake in an alternate reality no you're the one that lives in an alternate reality you're asking me to partake in an alternate reality that is 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 not possible in terms of human biology wrong war on your imagine being this fucking wrong and this loud about it percentage of our population that are living in an alternate reality if you can convince me to say that people of the same sex can produce a child what else can you convince me to say you can convince me to say whatever you wanted me to say it's about reality man we have to return it's about reality man what is real what is real Send it, son! All I knew was that it was about woke military. Woke military. These people are fucking nuts. Right-wingers are fucking morons. Here's your main event for the evening. Glad everybody showed up for this one. You're going to love it. This is a school board meeting. Apparently the woman wrote a little poem for us. And she's going she's going to read it. Woman unloads Dr. Seuss style speech against parents critical of... Can't see the whole thing. This is from the Daily Caller, by the way. At a school board meeting in Leander, Texas, a woman criticized parents critical of sexually explicit books in a Dr. Seuss-style speech. It came after a woman brought a strap-on dildo to illustrate the graphic nature of the books being read by students. The fuck? Why are you bringing a dildo, woman? A holiday session for you guys. Everyone in Leander liked reading a lot, but some evangelicals in Leander 
did not. Ooh, ooh, this is going to be funny. Reading the whole reading season. Please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be perhaps critical thinking causes fright. It could be their heads aren't screwed on just right. Truth. Whatever the reason, their brains or their fright, they can't follow policy in plain black and white. You wrote EF Local so that our children could learn. Please follow policy if there's cause for concern. These bigots don't get to choose for us, that's clear. Then how, I am wondering, did we even get here? They growl at our meetings, all hawing and humming. We must stop this indoctrination from coming. They've come for the books and the bonds, and what for? Their kids don't even attend Leander schools anymore. Some of them don't even have kids. Our books maintain decorum, good grief. By the way, like it is it is a proven fact that a lot of the, the viral videos you've seen of people causing a stir at these these fucking school board meetings don't actually have children. They are influencers on the right that are, are paid agitators going to these school board meetings. She is exactly right. I was not expecting this video to be uh, from this this viewpoint. Wouldn't it be nice? To have a meeting in peace. I thought we were going to hear some dumb shit. All right. Thank you, Speaker. Before I begin, I would like to mention the false dichotomy that seems pervasive. No one is asking to ban books. We are asking for age-appropriate reading material. This is a woman that wants to ban books. Thought and critical thinking. This is a chapter. Um, this is from the chapter Dreamhouse's romance novel. A week after you get back from Savannah, you are f***ing on your bed, and you come, and she says, I love you. You are both sweaty. Right. The silicone strap-on is still in your body. When dating men, you always loved feeling a c- soften inside you afterwards. Now you pant on her chest and slide off. And we're, we're talking about something that's going to be read in, like, an advanced placement literature thing. Just the same. Um, the next is from the chapter, um, Dreamhouse is Erotica. And just because you can buy everything on Amazon, this is what we're asking our children to read. It's a strap-on dildo. Uh. <laughs> she shaves her c- smooth, and it glows. By the way, that sounded like it was a lesbian love story, which is probably really good to have around for kids whose hormones are raging and need to see what consensual sex and healthy relationships look like. Like the inside of a conch shell. She loves wearing a harness. You suck her off that way, and she comes like it's real. And lifting off the mattress. In the dream house is so explicit that introducing it to minors probably constitutes child abuse under Texas law, putting us putting a lot of us in the position of reporting to child protective services. We're, we're, no, we're talking about advanced placement literature here. To ensure sure, all voices are heard. Or it's just available in the library for older children to, to check out. ...are in a meaningless criteria. Provide accurate, thorough descriptions of the books to parents. Permission slips should be given to parents... She, she doesn't want them to dance at prom either. No dancing in the town of Leander. Thank you, Lord. You're welcome. 
They removed 11 books and apologized for selecting those books. I bet if we were to get on Amazon, it would be like a fucking highly rated book. It's always the way it goes. All right. This is what I've been interested in. It's like a 30 minute long video. But we'll we'll scrub through and see. I think it, I think it picks up right when they they've opened it. This is a 1887 time castle or time time capsule that was buried under the statue of Robert E. Lee that came down just a couple weeks ago. Look like we have any audio here. I have to. I'll have to call commentary on it. So they have the top. I actually dropped in while they were uh, sawing it open. I was watching the woman work on it. It took her a while to actually get it open. What is it? What is inside this eighteen? What what year did I say? Eighteen eighty-seven. Eighteen eighty-seven time capsule. Oh, it's, it's, it's fucking more suspense here as whatever is what whatever the contents are. It's inside another. It's like a leather bound case. This is a book. I was wrong. It's a book inside the time capsule. thing looks huge. They got, have they got room for more? So, book had love written on it, had a coin attached. There's a cloth envelope that contains a piece of paper and maybe a picture. The items were all wet from moisture that had gathered inside the lead box, so experts had to work carefully to remove them and ensure they stay preserved going to put them in the freezer to prevent any further deterioration. The workers actually found the time capsule on December 17th while dismantling the 40-foot pedestal in Richmond. A 12-ton statue of Lee on his horse. The statue was removed in September. Remember that was what the Unite the Right rally was around was the removal of the Robert E. Lee's statue. What that Nazi rally was all about. Historians believe the time capsule was placed on October 27th, 1887. and included about 60 items that were donated by 37 Richmond residents 
many of which were related to the Confederacy. State plans to store the pedestal until officials decide what to do with the partial monument. There you go. That is the Confederacy. The time capsule from the Robert E. Lee statue in Richmond, Virginia. You see Governor Ralph Northam. Governor for, I I guess, a few more days. I don't know when they swear in. It might be at midnight in Virginia on New Year's, and it will be Glenn Youngkin taking over as governor of Virginia. This is the guy that, uh, he was in a picture, and a dude was, there was a dude in blackface, and there was a dude in a Ku Klux Klan outfit. He's in the picture, but he's not sure which one he is, the dude in blackface or the dude in the Ku Klux Klan outfit. Kid you not! Kid you not! The fuck is wrong with this country? Can we get some young blood in office? Ain't nobody in my generation done anything that fucking stupid. Okay, some people have. There's stupid people in every generation. I'm assuming it's not as prevalent. Alright, you know how it be. Always in this with a pet video. Animal video. Tonight you get a puppy in Christmas lights. I don't even know. I don't even know what kind of fucking like, really thin fucking lights they got around him. He seems to be enjoying it. Look at this jingle puppy. He is fucking adorable. Oh, we got more festive animals. We got a fucking goat e- uh, eating a holiday Starbucks. I guess it's a, a Gopuccino. You know how they have the Puppuccinos? I guess this one was a Godachino. He's fucking cute, too. He looks soft. Am I right? Is that a goat? There's some other kind of animal I'm not familiar with. I love this puppy in the lights. That's fucking adorable. I want to cuddle him. Or her. Or her. I might have misgendered it. How dare I assume. I hope you guys are getting festive. If you're, if you want to feel festive, I don't want to, I don't want to push Christmas festivities on you. If you're not into the festivities, I know Adam got an anti-Christmas. Seizure dog. He might indeed inflict seizure on you. If you are watching, I love this fucking, is that a goat? Please, somebody correct me if that's not a goat. If you're watching on Twitch, you're heading over to Echoplex Media. Wednesday night, so it's the Intellectual Dollar Tree. 
Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. Maybe if we get a verdict tomorrow in one of the trials, the Maxwell trial or the Potter trial, I'll come on. If not, I'll see you tomorrow evening, 8 o'clock Eastern. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Friggin'. Tomorrow night on the Drill Patrol. Live.